Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Lindsay Fontelaroy is joining me here today. Okay, let me just tell you about this for a minute. I have to reflect for a minute on how I got here. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time doing that because that's, a, that's another show. But I'm really struck by when I, when I get to meet somebody like Lindsay, when I get to meet somebody that is bringing a message to the forefront that's actually talking about something, let's just say, five elements, water, food, fire, earth, and metal. I mean, let's just talk about that for a minute. A minute. But when I, I, when I lean into not only what she is doing and what, and what the message is she's bringing into the world, but then how do you connect all of this to every part of who we are? And I think in her words, how do you discover to regain your footing tap into your latent potential and find your flow. See those, that right there, that right there, that is the message of our time. And you need to have somebody like Lindsay, you have to be in front of somebody like this. And and by the way, go over to the website, right? The spiritseed.org. Just check that out for a hot minute. You're going to hear today Beyond who she is, licensed acupuncturist, founder of the Spirit Seed. This is a school. You're going to hear about it. What is it offering? Hello. It offers what should be in every school in the United States of America at a very young age. Every school. Personal development, professional development. The things your mama tried to tell you when you were a child and then that you forgot growing up. But if you're lucky, and you happen to go flip right around, you get to have a journey like I've had, where I've had more second chances than anybody in the world could imagine. I get to talk to incredible people, and today this show is for you. This show, her message, her amazing book, oh my goodness, wait till you hear about this. And besides that, if you think, and let me just give a shout out, Llewellyn, all of our friends over there at Llewellyn, Kat, thank you, Linda, thank you. When you look at the color of the book, right, the cover, you're going to get a sense that what you're about to hear in this show, in this hour, is an activation. It's not just a conversation about how to support the soul and soul level healing. It's going to be an activation. Lindsay, great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful intro. Yeah. It's wonderful to be here. It's great to have you because um, we just came off an hour of an interview with um, Olivia Newton-John and her, um, 
the production of Grace and Gratitude, one of the first, I don't know, let's call it holistic music CD. I don't know what to call it, actually. Mm -hmm. But what I love about what you're doing is you are raising the bar so that we fully understand that there is a way that there is soul medicine that can unleash that which is in us. I got to ask you this question. You're like amazing, right? I got to know for you, though. This is a question I've been asking people 20 years. I ask Olivia this, too. I need to know what some of the challenges or obstacles you personally had to overcome to bring you right here to this moment. Wow. Uh, So many. (laughs) (laughs) So many. Um, And I think because I think in in a framework of five elements and five element theory, I think each of these elements has taught me something different. And so I can just kind of start right at the beginning and say that, you know, the fire element has taught me how to celebrate life and celebrate this moment. And so the block to that, that I've had to work through in this process is being so in my head and so in this place of trying to figure out my next steps and what is it all going to mean and where is it all going to go, blah, 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 that I would forget to find joy in this moment in being here right now. And then when we come to the earth element, the earth element teaches us about community and, and being in connection with one another. And the block that I've had to work through is going it alone and feeling like a superwoman and feeling like I can do everything myself and don't help me because I'm just going to do it because it's faster for me to do it by myself or nobody understands me or all of those mental traps that have come up that I've had to work through. And I've had to learn how to lean on other people. I've had to learn how to trust someone else's vision. You know, when you're, when you're writing a book, there's so many hands on deck, so many hearts on deck and so many hands on deck. And it was one of the first times that I had a project of this magnitude that I wasn't in complete control of everything. And so learning how to lean into the community of that, the community of Llewellyn, the community um, here in Brooklyn that has been supporting my work from the beginning, that was a big, that was a big part of it. Um, The metal element teaches us about letting go and surrender. And there's so much surrender that I'm moving through, I think, with these past two years with the pandemic and, you know, throughout this process, I I closed my acupuncture practice and I had been in practice for almost 15 years and there was so much grief in that letting go and that that surrendering and saying, okay, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know where this is all going. But I know it's time to let this go in and to be open to something else to come in. And, and I, so, oh, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because one of the things we're looking at, and I want you to continue, because one of the things we're looking at is how do we help people rise up again? Right. How can we help them rise up again? Right. Um, you know, sometimes we make some decisions in our lives, Right like writing a book, like counting on a community. And let me tell you something, I really am getting a sense of how many hands go into a book by what one of our other hosts going through right now with the publisher, but everything from like, we're changing the cover. I mean, I'm just watching surrender, <laughs> surrender, trust, surrender, surrender like we trust, do like surrender. a little song, trust, surrender. And, and yet I, I get to look back and I want to ask you this question. 
as I, I was always reading your book and I was so struck by the very odd, weird, bizarre opportunities that somebody like me from the Bronx, right? You said you're in Brooklyn now? Okay. Brooklyn, yes. Brooklyn, right? I mean, look <laughs> yeah. at us, right? Come on. Um, hey, I think we have a virtual pizza. high five. Yeah, like, right? <laughs> um, but it, it's, imagine this, right? Because I couldn't even imagine that I would actually be here talking to you, most amazing person, having a conversation about the elements. Yeah. Seriously? Yes. Right? But let me ask you this, because it's just one part of this. Right. How did that part of surrender, oh my God, shutting an acupuncture business down? See, the good news for us is we started, to, we jumped on the, the virtual bandwagon six years ago, like right. video, digital. I mean, I've been doing digital since 2003. I'm considered mm -hmm. like a pioneer of like podcasting. Yeah. But yes. what did that do to allow you to bring soul medicine forward. Come on, let's mm -hmm. talk about soul medicine. Yes. Because if not the soul, what then does need medicine? Right. It's it's such a it's been such an exploration because even in my acupuncture practice, I was fortunate enough to uh, meet one of my mentors and teachers, Lori Deshar, who wrote a book called Alchemical Acupuncture. Yep. And so from the very beginning of my acupuncture career and my flower essence practice before that, it was very attuned to these issues of psycho-spiritual development. And, you know, acupuncture in the West is so associated with pain conditions. It's what it's what insurance covers, you know, your car accident, your back pain, your neck pain. And so the spiritual component of acupuncture is not as prevalent in the Western world. Um, as it was in its origins. And so from the beginning of my acupuncture practice, I really focused on emotional self-awareness and spiritual development through that acupuncture, through the elements. And so when COVID happened, and I had been teaching online for a few years before COVID, so I, I wouldn't say I was a pioneer, but I was familiar with all the things, right? So when COVID happened, I it was such a crisis, a collective crisis of the soul. There were so many people and still, you know, it's not over yet. So many of us that were, are wondering and, and trying to figure out what now, what next, what, what am I supposed to be doing if all of these things that I thought I was supposed to be doing are stripped away. And so the soul medicine and the practice of soul medicine really crystallized when I thought about, okay, if I can't see people in my clinic, how do we still work on the level of the soul? And what I realized was that, oh, I can just get out of the way because this is self-healing, right? We can do this on our own. We can do this in our own homes. We can do this for our, our children, for our spouses, for our friends. And that I think is part of this, this push that I've been feeling in terms of this work is it's getting out of these hierarchies of patient and practitioner and getting into a community of collective vibrational shift. Like we, the more of us that are doing this work for ourselves and for each other, the better. And the beautiful thing about it is it's not hard. It's not esoteric. It's not hidden. It's right there. Nature is right there in front of us and within us. 
that we can call on and we can work this medicine. So interesting we're talking about this because first of all, I love your book. Let me just tell you. Um, I don't know how many hands got into the book, but they did not take your spirit out of the book. I just say it oh, right there. Thank okay? you so Could much. Be a lot of hands in this book. I know, I know there got to be hands in the book, but your spirit is in the book. I don't know wh what you had to do with the book cover, but whatever that is, yeah, we're good. Um, the part that you come out of the gate with, I want to talk with, no, right? Am I right? Did I, did, am I oh, reading you, this right? <laughs> you, I mean, you just called out so much of the, so much of the, the struggle with, with this work and this process. <laughs> I'm laughing yeah, to to myself because there were so many points along the way, you know, where you, you have to make executive decisions about, okay, am I going to, which aspect of this am I going to really advocate strongly for and which parts am I going to say, all right, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's really fascinating what we're talking about. So let, let's just digress for a minute. Let's just go over to the sidebar for a second. Sidebar. Okay. I work with one of the like top spiritual book agent people, Gail Tor, right? She's been doing this like a really long time, representing a lot of people. And so what I do is I help our hosts do their books. So Gail says to me with a British accent, Dr. Pat, what are you going to do your book? And I'm like, you know, Gail, I think I know too much. I said, you know what? I'm not afraid to write the book. Certainly. I know there are a lot of stories that I could tell a lot of things I can write about, but I said, what I'm watching people go through, I need to launch our expansion network first because that's where I need to put my energy. And then we can talk about writing a book that 10 other people are going to really have more to say about it than me. <laughs> did I get that right <laughs> you got that right and I'm very I I will say I'll be very gracious I think that um in in terms of the back and forth conversations about what gets to stay what gets yeah. edited out even the illustrations which I mm -hmm. I feel um are pretty radical in terms of the the wellness industry yeah. um I I really I'm grateful that um, that I was with a publisher that was able to hear yep. me say, no, this is important to me. And even if they disagreed for them to say, okay, well, if this is important to you, then we'll, we'll go yeah. with it. Um, yeah. But that was also an exercise for me of, of taking a stand as well, yeah. uh, which is not something yeah. that comes naturally to me. To and I got to tell you this, I mean, th this is the last thing I'm going to say about it, because this is really talking to what you say in the book. You know, right out of the gate, you say something that I had to learn the hard way, but I think I learned it now. I'm just saying, universe, do not give me any more lessons on this. I'm just, I'm right now just saying, okay, hear me. We got it. Okay. But you and I, right? Soul medicine is about energy. And I think you go on to talk about chi, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I play a sport. And so the sport I play is a very fast paced sport. We play on a court. It's called table tennis. But when you come in the court, so this is me, right? Yeah. You come in, and if they don't close the cardboard exactly so it's closed, I'm like, you're letting my chi out. And you should see these athletes look at me like, what is she talking about? But right. the reason I want to I want to talk about this is because, first of all, let me acknowledge Llewellyn. I'm not sure what happened at Llewellyn in the past couple of years, but they came out of the gate with a vengeance mm -hmm. about producing books like yours. Yes. And their representation, anybody I talk to says exactly what you said about them. Their publicists are amazing. However, you're writing a book about soul medicine. 
and you're writing about the soul medicine and the interaction of soul medicine and energy. This is one of the greatest lessons of our time. Okay. You can overlay this on politics. You can okay. definitely give this Greta, Greta Thunberg, okay, my role model, Greta. She is like all about this, about the earth. Mm -hmm. But for where you sit, and as I read your book, and you tell us how to use your book, and then of course, I, I just use it, like, because I'm me. <laughs> and then you talk about flower essences. Yeah. Then you talk about Egypt. And now I'm like, what past life in Egypt did you have, Lindsay? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I, my work, my introduction to the elements actually came through um, a spiritual organization that was based on the Kemetic sciences. And the Kemetic is, of course, um, what we would consider Black Egypt. Right. And so it was in that training that I was even introduced to the five element system. And we were learning Qigong and we were learning, we were using herbs and we were using all this five element medicine for spiritual wellness and uh, emotional self-awareness and emotional transformation. And so the, I love, there's some parts in the book where I draw some similarities between yeah. the hieroglyphs in ancient Egypt and you know, the characters that we see in ancient um, Chinese language. And it really does feel, I mean, all of this work is ancestral for me, but that question of, you know, how many past lives did you spend? <laughs> Dare I say several. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know and how I know this, because as I go on to read your book, and for those of you, I just want to say, if you're just tuning in, I want you to go over and check, first of all, this is kind of unusual, but I really want you to go there. I want you to go to the spiritseed.org. Just go over there and look at what Lindsay has created. Look, just look for a minute. Because once you get here and you see the image here, I I I I went to this site the other day when I was having a moment with myself and I just stared at her like I didn't even scroll down the page. I was just like staring. Um, because one of the things I want to say about you, and I want to talk about the lessons in the book as we go forward, is that we are learning. If we're open mind, let me just caveat. We have an open mind. We are learning about some things about how we got to be who we are in the world today. We're also learning about some things about our humanity. But you have brought to the forefront and, and created this beautiful web flowers energy music right right isn't this what the ancients did to heal right That's i mean right. everything you read in the hieroglyphs and even before ancient sumeria right yeah when yeah. you see what they've done what is there true right. true how can we remember this so here's the deal i know why you're doing this because we're getting ready to forget these the power of this level of healing I want to yes. know, what do you want to tell us about how we can remember this and what your message is for the book? I want us to know that this is a remembrance. So there's nothing that I'm saying in the book that is, we all have this experience with these elements. We all know these seasons within our own psyche, within our own souls. And so the book is meant to jog that memory because we've done this before. We've all done this work before. 
And so before we forget, it's really going into that remembrance. It's really going into that ancestral memory of how to heal at a vibrational level. That's my, my hope for this book is that it becomes a springboard because, you know, this is sentient knowledge. You know, the five elements are archetypes and the same sun that rose 2000, 5000, 25,000 years ago is the same sun that rises and sets now. And as one of my dear friends said, you know, the same breath that we're breathing is the same air that our ancestors breathed. And so it's a remembrance of how to go back inside ourselves and transform. And really that it's what this time period is calling for. You know, I think we've done, we, we've done really well with the physical body. Uh, we've done really well with all of the medical advances and technologies. And sure, there's many more cures to come and we have a ways to go, but there's been some real miracles in modern medicine in terms of the spiritual work we maybe all have different religious and spiritual paths. Um, and then there's this space in between. There's our thoughts and our emotions and our etheric body and our astral body and these aspects of ourselves that are essentially energy that are ripe and ready for change. So how do we get to those pieces? We can look online and find out what diet to follow. We can look online and figure out what exercise regimen to do. We have our religious institutions to know how to connect to spirit or intuition. And then there's the stuff in between. And that's what this book is really speaking to. Yeah. You know, I just so love the term in between. I mean, thank you for the Stranger Things series for really to give us the upside down and the in between and all that crazy stuff. I want to thank you for reminding us of that space. But you know, you nailed it in the book. I can't remember where, I think it was in the beginning, where you set the stage and you really quote Einstein. And, you know, everybody quotes this quote. I really would love to have Einstein in front of me and say, dude, what did you really mean by this quote? Right? I just like to have him in front of me. Like, okay, everybody's quoting this. But it is the quote uh, that he says, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. See, now, when people, when people use that quote, they leave stuff out, and you did not. Okay. No problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. See, that is the remedy. And I wanted to ask you this, as you studied in Costa Rica, you've studied mm -hmm. with, with, you did everything you needed to do to get to be you right here now today, whatever <laughs> that looks like, all of the study and all the classes, all of that. But then all you had things. to fully step into you. Yeah. What did these elements teach you to become you? What I've learned from the elements is that everything can change. Nothing is static in this universe. Everything can change. So even the most, the things that feel the most stuck, the most impossible, it's still energy. And so when we look at an indigenous mindset of health and healing, your circumstances are part of an energetic makeup. So, you know, if we were to go back X thousands of years, if your compound or your house catches on fire, that's considered an illness. You have to go seek out your, your shaman or your spiritual advisor to figure out what is the energy that created, what is the consciousness mm. that created this circumstance? And so what I've learned from the elements is that there is a science of change, that we can look at what's happening in our lives, whether it's going great or whether it's stuck or not moving, and all of it is marked by a particular consciousness. And to the to the Einstein quote, if you keep 
doing and thinking and having the same perspectives and having the same outlook that created the circumstance, the circumstance is going to stay the way it is. And so when we look at the elements, we see the science of change that is encoded and symbolized by nature that says, oh, the pattern of the circumstance is marked by the wood element. So let me now go to the wood element and see what healing there is to shift my consciousness, move this chi and this life force, raise my vibration if it needs raising, bring me some self-awareness so that I can shift my consciousness. And when I shift, then the circumstances that I find myself in are also going to move and change around me as I come into more alignment. Yeah. And you know what? You do this so beautifully in the book because what you do is you introduce us to something I love to talk about. We're going to talk about this more when we come back from break. But you actually really talk to us and talk to people about the the whether it's the Hertz Hertz reading or the decibels, whatever people want to use mm -hmm. to describe yin yang, but also more importantly, to understand what consciousness activates, what it doesn't, right. what's possible. And right. so, you know, you set the stage for us to really understand, you know, what we're capable of. But in order to be capable of a shift, we first have to understand what the heck we're working with. Right. That's right. You're right. It's like there's some people that bake really, really good. And then there's me. And so, <laughs> and me, too. <laughs> and, and and so, you know, I, I finally had a chef say to me look, I know why this doesn't work for you. I said, good. He said, you're a great cook. You can cook this. You can cook. I know why this doesn't work for you. I said, well, good. Why do people keep wanting me to bake? He said, they don't realize you don't like the touch of flour. Wow. He, he says, you just don't like it. You don't like the flour on your hands. You don't understand that it doesn't look like dust mites, that it's really flour. So everything in your consciousness, when you get that flour and you try to make dough, everything about that, you think you're mixing dust mites together. <laughs> We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to know how many of you all got those dust mites right up here. Because <laughs> this is really what we need to see. Now, this chef was brilliant. And I looked at him and I said, I don't like to put my hands in flour. And I said, furthermore, I hate cleaning it up. And then I said, secondarily, how does anybody not get it on the floor? When we come back, how many of those things? How many of those do you have in your alpha state, in your beta state, in your delta state? How many of these do you know are operating, as my very special guest would say, in the subtle body? But what happens when something screams out at you, screams out, crosses into the astral plane, and you still are not getting it? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with that and so much more. Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S., Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistique Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web, drdarvish.com. 
It's time to tap into your divine self through angelic guidance. Join your host, Cindy Smith, and co-hosts in the Angel Empowerment Show from I Can't to I Can, airing every Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn from four of the best angel empowerment practitioners in the field. Together, they will share experiential teachings and offer live on-air professional angel card readings and much more. For more information, visit CindySmithAEP.com. Tune in to Knowledge Book Radio with host Marge Potasek, the fourth Tuesday each month at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Through many experiences, Marge was led to the Knowledge Book, a gift to humanity in its transition to the golden age that provides truth and answers. She now shares information from the Knowledge Book with you monthly on TransformationTalkRadio.com on Knowledge Book Radio. For more information, visit USA.TheKnowledgeBook.com. Net. Tune in to Awaken Your Magic Within, reveal unconscious systems to discover your unstoppable freedom power. Join me, Tracy Lynn Wallace, on TransformationTalkRadio.com the first Tuesday of each month, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, to gain insight, direction, and tools to uncover limiting beliefs. Get ready to step into your unstoppable power to discover and uncover your magic within. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, there we are. I know she's like, uh, she's right there with me. Yes. Look, I am so thrilled. First of all, Lindsay, first of all, th- congratulations on the book. Let's just start out with that. The Thank second you. thing I want everybody to know is we're talking about, um, <laughs> we were just joking about the launch date of the book, in our element. And, you know, this is using five elements, to, like a soul medicine. See, this is important to, to unleash personal power. See, that's really what the end game is. We're going to talk about what the elements are and how to use them in a minute. But before we do, can you tell folks anything and everything they need to know to get a copy of the book and also to find out more about you? Sure. So the best place to find out more about the book is to visit um, thespiritseed.org. Um, you'll find links to the book, um, information about the school that we've been building for the past few years uh, to really help us to bring this medicine forward into the world. And you can also follow me on the socials, uh, primarily Instagram, which is Lindsay Font, as well as on Twitter, mm-hmm. the same name. Yeah. And please, everybody, when you go there, you're going to be able to find upcoming classes it's a gorgeous website and you're going to be able to find upcoming classes. So courses, 
you know, and you'll get really more information than we have time to cover, but you'll understand about flower essences, flower spirit, the elements, soul medicine. It's really all there. I think there's even a, a course that I was looking at, which is, I think, something like the nine stages of soul healing. So, you yes. know, there is a lot here. Did I get that right or did I just blow that? <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right. Okay. You're absolutely right. God willing, that is the, the next book, those nine stages. <laughs> okay, good. Good one on me. Um, look, we, sp we spent the time really setting the stage for where some of our issues come from. We have mm -hmm. issues, people. We've got issues. Right. But that doesn't mean we can't solve them. We just can't solve them, like you said, at the conscious le consciousness level they were created. But when we go back in time, the one thing that comes forward from I don't know how many thousands of like way back are the elements. Right. We knew about elements. We knew about flower essences. We knew. And we are here, I think, today as a species because these people they work with this. What do you think? I think that's absolutely right. I think that ties into the remembrance. I always like to say nature knows, you know, this idea that, you know, these trees that we walk past have been here so much longer than, than humans. And a lot of times I push back on, you know, this kind of idea that we're, you know, we're going to destroy nature. And I like mm -hmm. to remind folks that, you know, humans are pretty new to this game as it relates to the age of the earth. And so there's some wisdom from nature that we've lost connection to, mm -hmm. we've lost access to. And so it's time that if we want to heal humanity, um, mm -hmm. if we want to be able to continue to exist, we have to get mm -hmm. in alignment with an understanding that can supersede our own logical, rational intelligence, which is limited. Oh my gosh. You know, there's a limit to what we can know. You know what? Here's what you hit. And I want to go. I want to jump right into working with the elements because here's what you hit on for me. Um, I found out recently that grandfather was born in Brazil. Okay, greatest well kept secret on the planet. Grant dead. Papa changed his name from like a Brazilian name to an Italian name because he wanted to marry grandma. Was a farmer in Brazil. So I'm getting I'm getting images from my relatives. I got an image the other day. I just bawled my eyes out. Mm. of the, the the amazon and what mm. they're doing yeah and i just thought for a minute how many healing herbal plant are we destroying i mean we okay. know that a place like the amazon has all of the elements that you're about to talk about pretty mm -hmm. much has some of the unique Species. flower right but the elements have got to teach us what is it that we could know today in this show what would you say each element is here to teach us if you could give us a message from them sure so I can share some of the soul lessons in the book I talk about each uh each element represents an aspect of our psyche and specific soul lessons so from the water element, we learn how to replenish. We learn how to go inside of our own depths, our own emotional waters. And we learn and remember our ancient path, our ancient lineage, our ancestry, whose shoulders we stand on. And that's like the seed aspect of the psyche. And then we come to the wood element, which is the sprout. And through the wood element, which is one of my favorites, we learn that anger is the energy of change. 
that it serves a purpose. And we learn how to take a stand and how to express ourselves with, with power and conviction and how to live on purpose. The soul lesson of the fire element is learning how to celebrate life and connect to our essential divinity, to connect to our wholeness and to acknowledge that our senses are sacred, that we live in a body is a sacred thing and, and to enjoy and create joy and celebration in our life and to connect with one another through our heart center. Through the earth element, we learn about community. We learn how to honor the mothers of creation, that every, every person that exists on this planet came through a mother. And we have many different relationships with many types of mothers. And so the earth element is teaching us about the, the capacity to nurture and to be generous and to live into that aspect of nurturing the physical body and the physical form that is a container for the spirit. And then last, we come to the metal element, which teaches us about, I like to say it teaches us to honor what's uh, eternal and what's temporal, and to recognize that all comes from spirit and all returns to spirit, um, that there's a time-bound reality and there's a, a reality that's unbound by time and space. And the metal honor uh, element teaches us how to honor and have reverence for the spirit. Mm. And then the wheel continues and we come back to being a seed in the soil with the water element. Mm. Yeah. So here's what I love about this. I said this to you before and I said it during the break. When you grow up in, what, what are they called? Cement jungle, right? Isn't that the, what they call like? Concrete we, jungle. Okay, concrete, thank you. Concrete jungle, right? <laughs> so concrete. My dad, like like when we had like a little backyard, he poured cement in it. See, I think he was burying people back there because nobody in their right mind does that. You know, knowing my dad, he did bury a few people back there. I mean, we have the only the only place on the block, like everybody is like, we got to grow grass. My dad like gets a cement truck and he poured, <laughs> But here, I know, right? There's something there. <laughs> something there. There's really a there there, right? But see, what I love about this is somehow you and I have had a life's journey. Whatever the challenges, whatever the obstacles, here we are. You and I also cannot not do what we're doing. Believe me, right. I have tried in my worst moments to walk away. Mm -hmm. And in the end, I end up starting a network called the Transformation Network getting ready to grow to 10 channels in about six months. I cannot Amazing. not do it. So now I've stopped resisting. So I want to talk right. with you about this. If we could help people use these elements, energy would shift. Right. Despair would change from despair, right? right. To destiny. Mm. Right? Beautiful. I mean, isn't this what you've learned? Isn't this why you're teaching it? Isn't this right. the Einstein idea of solving the problem at a different level of consciousness, but it's a remembering consciousness that our ancient ancestors used to survive? That's right. That's right. And I really had that awareness when I first started doing this work. I started out with women's programs, women's circles. 
Totally. And I would bring in the flower essences and every, you know, moon we would meet and we would do the flower essences and do, and, and so much, I know, <laughs> so much pain. I, you know, there's so much pain and trauma that the women I was working with were moving through. And what I learned very early on is that it's not about the pain. It's about what the pain is blocking us from. And so the circles became less focused on how do I heal this thing? And more into, well, how do I use this thing to help me into where it is that I'm destined to go? So what you just said so beautifully, the despair into to destiny. destiny. And there's that, uh, I forget who says this quote, but and it's so beautiful to me. It's the wound is where the light enters you. And so really using, I think, with the elements is because what draws us into this healing work is often our pain. We come to it because something feels out of balance, something feels out of alignment, we feel sad, we feel anxious, we feel overwhelmed, we feel all the things, afraid, angry, rageful, injustice, that brings us to this medicine. And then what the elements teach us and what I'm hoping to do through the book is to say, okay, now take your starting place. Because that starting place, what you're feeling is actually a clue, is actually gonna point you to your potential. So we're not trying to erase the pain, we're not trying to deny it, we're not trying to suppress it, we're not even trying to transform it. We're trying to use those energies and yeah. say, this, this crisis, this pain, this heartache, this sadness is actually pointing me in a direction. And if I work with this soul medicine, it's not necessarily going to make me feel better, but it's going to put me in alignment with where my life is trying to take me. And that's, I think, the beauty of this medicine. It's getting out of our heads and into our yeah. bodies, into our souls and following that organic wisdom that is inside of us yeah you know i love this i mean so first of all let me commend you for writing a book that you've included tables hello thank you <laughs> and I, I mean it because when you got to the point where i think you're talking about like there's an exercise or something where you're talking about emotions and you're talking yeah. about reflection like how do i feel right Right. And then I see the table and then I drive in today. Okay. So you got to, you got to help me out here, right? This is where okay. you need to like, do like an intervention with me today. I got uh, you. I driving down right from my house, love where I live, a rabbit. Now I know what the rabbit totem is. Okay. So the rabbit, so I'm pull out and I'm going down my little street very slow. So the rabbit is like, on the curb i'm like dude what are you doing get back on the grass what are you doing S sitting there on the curb knowing that i'm gonna stop right sure, because sure. if i don't stop and it runs out i'm gonna hit it right so i'm stuck in front of my my neighbors i don't know what they think because i gotta get i got out of the car <laughs> so I can talk to the rabbit like <laughs> go back and i get out of the car thinking i'm gonna chase it back it doesn't go back okay great I go 25 feet and I go around a corner, another rabbit. And wow. I'm like, okay, spirit totem, I know what you are talking about. And then I get your little thing here, the chart, because you are combining, in my opinion, the essence of emotional intelligence that there are a lot of books about, but very little solutions for <laughs> emotional intelligence with element and soul medicine aren't you yes that is the vision and it really comes from overall view that our emotions are life force our emotions are energy 
and they are directives, right? If you feel angry, if you feel rage, if you feel frustrated, if you feel blocked or stuck, we would say that those emotional patterns are pointing you to the wood element. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? It means that something in your existence is either threatening you or blocking the entelechy of your greatness or the, the impulse or the instinct for your greatness. So now that we know that, now that anger and that frustration isn't a bad thing. Now that anger and frustration is allowing us to say, well, what do I need to do differently in my life? And maybe I can't see it. So maybe there's a flower essence and that flower essence is going to help me to use my voice in the places that I haven't been able to use my voice. Or that flower essence is going to help me to see through the resentment and bitterness that I've been holding for 30 years that really doesn't belong here anymore. It gave right? me I'm an adult on, now. Gave me this wart on my finger, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying all this stuff from, you know, childhood or from early adulthood. And and so or yesterday. Or yesterday. <laughs> or 10 minutes ago. But it's really a window in and, and it's an mm -hmm. invitation to stop looking at our emotions as something to numb mm -hmm. or to stop looking at our emotions as something to get rid of or to transcend, mm -hmm. but to say, okay, what is this emotion guiding me mm -hmm. towards? And what is the potential that is encoded in this emotional expression? And when we see that, it brings us deeper into ourselves, but also more in alignment with the world as it's mm -hmm. showing up for us. So we can pay attention to the rabbit. You well, know, let me just thing, tell yeah, let me just tell you what happened because I'll read your book. Now, I, you know I read the book. I'm, you, you know I'm, I read the book twice. I love what do you that. think I did upon leaving my house this morning? Because I was in here like at six or something ridiculous. I'm an early bird. Mm -hmm. But what do you think I did backing out like at 530 in the morning that I never do? Okay, here it is. Why would I 530 in the morning back out, go to my hose? in the front of my house, take my hose and water my plants. Oh, wow. Right? Because th think about what you just said about water. Water is, let's just be clear about how this, how I absorb this and then how it works. Rabbit is about fear. Mm. Water, right? See, right. this is not just crazy making. This is like how you put it all together, people. This is what mm -hmm. I want to say. You read the book. You're going to get it. You're going to do what I did. But I didn't do it. I did it subconsciously. Imagine That's me right. at 530 in the morning. I got to get to the office, but I'm backing out. And all of a sudden, I look at the hose. I stop the car. I get out of the car. I turn on the hose, and I'm watering my plant. Like what? Like the, yeah. the whole plant thing with the rabbit <laughs> sitting on the edge of the curb. Why? Because when I look at the elements, water, what does it help us with fear, anxiety, panic, right? See, mm -hmm. this is what you've put together to help people with. Now, on a, on a secondary note, if people continue to read your book and understand that you are not just talking about these emotions, but you're talking about how do we get what is happening globally and I call it global stuckness. Yeah. Isn't yes. this what you're doing, helping us get unstuck too? Yes. And in the story you just shared about the rabbit and the fear, I, I just got goosebumps and chills because that's it. it it's, it's being alive and attentive to how 
the they they have that saying as above so below as within so without as the universe so the soul and the ancients knew that if you look at what's going on around you it'll tell you what's going on inside of you so thank you for for sharing that story and the same is true of the collective when we look at what's happening in our collective the fear the tribalism um the the social media you know when we look in the collective we can see what's happening within ourselves so my theory is is that okay well if we can change what's happening on with us individually we can also in mm-hmm. mass change what's happening in the collective mm-hmm. you know it has to start with us we have to we are the ones we've been waiting for we are the ones that are going to need to make those big shifts and push through that fear um, so that it can ripple out. And and that's that, like you said, the collective stuckness, you know, this collective yeah. face of uncertainty and yeah. fear that it, that drives us from the subconscious. And we have an opportunity and, and dare I say, a responsibility to, to get intimate with that within ourselves and to do something about it. Yeah, and you don't stop here. See, this is what I want to say about the book. Gosh, I wish we had more time, but I want to get this in for people. When you go and take a look at this book and you really get this book, and then, you know, for me, I'm reading the book now. That's why I'm looking at the courses you're teaching, right? But you don't stop there. You go on and take us through practices. You go on Mm -hmm. and have us touch, tap into our bodies, right? You Mm -hmm. go on and talk about everything from sensual mindfulness to what the body can do when you bring it all together. So see, that's what I love. It was just beautiful to be able to start out with the remembering, I like to call it, right? Mm -hmm. But then as we go through the book, what you're saying is, hey, if you don't know where to start, try this. I think at one point you even talk about the earliest memories of our body and shame. I think you talk, I don't know if it's you talking about or somebody else is talking about it, but I, I really struck on to that. Because any, any of us, those of us, I just want to say, any of us that have been physically abused as children, mine was in Catholic boarding school, mm-hmm. but any of us that have gone through that, this is a time to free yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm telling you, if you get a hold of Lindsay, if you look at some of the things she's talking about, if you're looking at you know, what happens when we release bodily shame? Because you address that, right? Yes, yes. And how our bodies are so kind and benevolent that they will store and hold all of the things that we are not consciously willing to face. Yeah. And so as we start to heal and our body starts giving us memories and saying, well, did you look at this? And I've been holding on to this. And what about this thing that happened? And, you know, in, in East Asian medicine and acupuncture, as acupuncturist, we say we heal from the inside out. So as things come out from inside of the depths of our body and into our consciousness, that that's a sign of healing, you know, it's better out than in, you know, yeah. it's like we want all of these things to come out. And, and that's why, you know, with the nine stages, healing isn't linear, you know, because you're healing, but it doesn't always feel good. But as stuff comes out from the depths of our body, as it comes out from um, all the places that we've been holding it and storing it, that shame, that trauma, as it starts to come up for us to see it, then we have the choice. We have the free will mm-hmm. to say, okay, I don't want to carry this anymore. Yeah, I want to release this. And now here are some tools to to move that energy in and transmute it into 
like you said, despair to destiny. I love that. I'm, I may have to start saying that and just quote you all the time with that. Yeah, I mean, actually, <laughs> that is like, that is a working title for my book. Like, if I can get past my phobia about like publishing. <laughs> but you know, one of the things we didn't talk about, and you'll have to come back because I could do a whole show and I would love to. I grew up with music. I had a mom that loved music. Now, I will say my mom was very depressed. She was mm. alcoholic and she was on prescription drugs and committed suicide, but she introduced me to music. And you really bring this out. So if you come into my our office and studios here and I'm in, like I said, six in the morning, you can hear my speakers and my music from the elevator. That's right. Now. <laughs> When they come in and they hear me playing Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you. They're like, how is the queen of positivity listening to that? But see, the yeah. conversation about music is much deeper, isn't it? That's right. And, and music, just like our emotions, is an energetic force. And so I share in the book playlists and those playlists, no, I share about too. 15 songs for each element. And I literally could have listed a hundred songs if Llewellyn would have let me have a thousand page book. <laughs> you but, should start a page though on your website so we can contribute. Oh, you, let me, you, yes. you should really put up a way for us to contribute because I've tried to explain to people what my relationship with the song Creep is by Radiohead and I can't, nobody gets it. Mm. But see, I love the way you, and thank you for having Grace Jones in there. Hello. Oh, <laughs> I love how you bring it all together. It is so beautifully done. And I want to congratulate you, not Thank just you on the so book much. and your success, but on having the courage to become you. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for today. One last question. What is your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? I would like to leave you with the, the last few words of the book. You know, the last thing that I say as I'm talking about this alignment with nature, I say, go outside and see yourself. And I would like us to to walk with that and to remember that, you know, the breeze, the river, the ocean, the rabbit, the snail, the element, the fire, the sun, it's all a reflection of, of who and what we are and our potential. And so when we slow down enough to see that, we can transform ourselves. And I want to just tell everybody, please, please go over. I think maybe on Facebook, we're dropping this in, but go to the spiritseed.org. Please go over there. Everything that I've mentioned during the show, you'll find. Take a look at some of the courses. There's something here for everybody. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. And I want to just leave everybody with this because you all email me. Why do I keep talking about Rihanna? Here's why. Because this is a woman that followed Einstein's suggestion. This is a woman that when she found herself, healed herself, created the universe she wanted. This is the woman that despite everybody limiting her and telling her is now on the billionaire list. This is the woman that transcended dialogue, discord, and is showing all of us, I am me and I'm amazing just like Lindsay Bonner.